1: Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your hand that is upon us. Thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Today, I boldly declare that your hand is upon me to prosper. Thank you because we are led of God. I'm taught of his spirit in the name of Jesus. I know the voice of my father, the voice of a stranger I will not listen to. This voice has led me into abundance whatever I lay my hands upon today, prosper. I engage in a productive labor today in the name of Jesus. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the city. Blessed all around. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, the healing power of the Lord surges through my body in the name of Jesus. I'm made whole. Hallelujah. Welcome to The Praying Believers. I believe that you have enough material here to change and to enhance your life. All that we are doing here is by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we know for sure that you are not interacting with this platform by mistake. You are led of God. Hallelujah. So uh, take advantage of the resources on this platform. Uh, to enhance your journey with God we have been looking at a very important uh, part of the Christian journey the new man we talked about how you become the new man the father God has made you just like him the man in Christ according to what we learned in second Corinthians 517. That that man is a species of being that has never existed before. We looked at the fact that you are born again, not because of your works, not because of your behavior or character, but it is by grace. However, this life that you have received from the Lord be change your character change your conduct. It will produce new behavior. Hallelujah. And that is our focus today. We are going to look at the fact that the new man in Christ has a, a new behavior. Things shouldn't continue the same way they were before you received the life of Christ. Hallelujah. In Ephesians, we are looking, starting from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, we look at verse 8, it says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, alright, so he said, we, we are saved by grace, it is not of yourself, this new life, the new man didn't originate from man it is of God so and it is a gift of God it is something that God bestowed on you without any condition attached to it other than for you to believe in the finished work of Christ meaning the price that was paid for was not for man God paid that price with the life of his son with the blood of Jesus we are been bought with the blood of Jesus but it has nothing to do with our character, it has nothing to do with our prayer life, it has nothing to do with us, except for the fact that we believe. But there is an important aspect of that journey, which is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You see, it says, for we are ghosts and the work, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We got prepared in advance for us to do. He said, therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised, but those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. In verse 13, he said, but now in Christ Jesus, you who was once were far away, you have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, Where the workmanship, the handiwork, the, the essence of that is so that we can do good works. Hallelujah. Good works. Hallelujah. So in uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14, he said, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. He said, How can righteousness be partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with unbelievers? So he said, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. He didn't say you should not interact with them, but there should be a distinction in conduct, in speech, in character, in the way you do things as opposed to those who are unbelievers. You can have unbelievers live in the same areas but when you live amongst unbelievers there should be a a distinction between you and unbelievers and how do we see this in the way you behave remember that the christians were called christians in antioch why because they saw something different you know with them and they said these people have a different character Why? Because they they looked as though they have been with Christ. And that same testimony should be said of you. That says testimony should be something that people will look at my own life and see that this man here is a Christian. So we see that in our speech. uh, When every other person is taking a bribe in the place of work, then you say, no, I can't do that. They say, why? Because you are a child of God. So when other people are, it's not just about healing the sick, raising the dead, opening the blind eyes. It should affect our character. He said, no, you know, that you are the temple of God and the Holy Ghost lives within you. The Holy Ghost living within you is not just to stay there. It will affect every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. So in 1 Corinthians 9.27, he said, But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians 4.11, he said, And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, attend to your own business and work with your own hands. So it you know, encourage us to work hard. So it is a Christian discipline for you to work hard. In Colossians 1.10, it says that that you walk worthy of the Lord. You walk worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in all aspects, bearing good fruits. So that is a prayer there that Paul prayed for the church, that they walk worthy of the Lord. So we see that the life that we have, we see in the Lord Jesus Christ, we affect every aspect of our lives, in our conduct, in our behaviors, In interacting with other people, it is required in stewardship that a man should be found faithful. So not just within brethren alone, not within the four corners of the church, but when you step outside to relate with other people, they should know that you are a believer. So let the life of God, the spirit within you, let that same spirit transform the way you think. Romans 12, verse 2. He said, don't allow yourself to be squeezed into this world culture. Don't receive their own culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind through the Holy Spirit that lives within you. Allow the Holy Spirit within to transform you on the outside. Give Place and yield to the Spirit of God on your inside to change your behavior. There should be a difference in the way you think, in your speech, the way you do things. There should be a distinction. Hallelujah. All you need to do is allow the work that has occurred within you, the work that has occurred within your spirit to showcase on the outside. All you need to do is yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. Stay with the Word of God and let the Spirit of God direct your path. Don't forget that you are not saved by good works, but you are being saved unto good works to do the good works of the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe if everyone would be a Christian at home, All right, things will go a whole lot well with every one of us. Let it begin. Let us be Christian outside the church premises. Let us be Christians at home. Let the husband be Christians at home. Let the wife also be Christian. The children should be Christians at home. And the society also, let us be Christians. Let's live that life of Christ on the outside. In our place of work, let us be Christians. Let us be believers and let us live based on the leadership of the Holy Spirit, led by the Word of God. And anything that is not found in Scripture, we will not do. That is how to be Christian. We are not just Christians in church. But Christians, when people are looking, Christians, when they are not looking, that talks about integrity, being the same person in every environment. And this could only happen when we yield ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I pray for you today that you are led of God. That you are taught of God in the name of Jesus. That sin shall no longer have dominion over you. In whatever area of your life where you are struggling. I declare in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost that you will live above all your struggles in the name of Jesus. By the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you will live above all struggles in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will perfect all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for being a part of today's journey, a part of today's podcast. God bless you. Have a tremendous day. Amen. (music)
0: Thank you for tuning in to another enlightening episode of the Praying Believers podcast. We hope today's message has left you refreshed and equipped to live out the reality of who you are in Christ in your everyday life. Don't forget to stay connected with us on social media, where we share updates and additional resources to help you grow in your faith journey. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for the latest news and updates from our podcast community. We also invite you to join our weekly prayer meetings held every Saturday at 7 p.m. West African Time and 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Join us on MixLR using the link provided in the episode description. We encourage you to spread the word and share this podcast with your friends and family. Together, let's create a community where we grow in faith and understanding of God's word. Thank you once again for joining us on this transformative journey of spiritual growth. Be sure to tune in next time as we continue to explore the truths in God's Word. Until then, stay blessed and keep walking in the fullness of who you are in Christ.